for this month, our series is thankful. And so tonight, I want to talk about what this concept of thankfulness looks like. But instead of going into a biblical story, tonight I want to share a little bit of my story to go into this concept of thankfulness. But before we start, I'm going to ask you guys this question, and I ask that you guys keep the answers in your head, but really think about it, right? This is a very simple, basic question. My question to you guys is, what are you really thankful for, right? So personally, I know I am very thankful for my life, and I know that sounds a little cliche, But I'm very thankful for the life that I have now, right? So when I was two years old, my mom and dad divorced. My mom still tried to make their relationship work. And I do remember vividly this one night. I don't remember how old I was. But I remember that my mom and dad were arguing. And at the end of this argument, my dad takes me and my mom and he kicks us out of the house. Me and my mom at this moment have nowhere to go. For a long time, my mom and I were going house to house, friend, family member who would open up their their place for us to lay for the night or two. And that's how my life was for, for a couple of months, right? And when it came to food, on really, really bad days, it would be a piece of bread and some type of meat. And on really good days... We wouldn't stay at a friend's house or a family member's house. We were at a motel. And when it came to food, on a really, really good day, I had McDonald's. Yes. It tasted like heaven to me whenever I had the six-piece chicken nugget meal. Yeah. And then I got a little toy. So that was heaven to me. And as time passed and I grew, my mom met my stepdad. They fell in love and they got married And so we were a family of three, and we finally had this place that I was able to call home, right? And so I want to give you guys a fun fact about me. I am terrified of cockroaches. Like, I see a cockroach, and I feel like I'm staring at death straight into the face, right? So I'm 20 years old, and to this day, when I see a cockroach, I scrunch up, and I, like, get on the first thing that I see, whether that's a couch or a bed, and I start crying, and I yell, Dad, 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 come, come, come. Like, hurry, hurry. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I'm like, there's a cockroach. But this fear of cockroaches came from this very first place that we were able to call home. Right? It was this apartment complex that was filled with cockroaches in every corner. Yeah, Gross. And then we finally moved here to Paulding County. Woo, woo. Yeah. And we had a house, right? And I remember when we moved to Paulding, I was in middle school like you guys. I was going to start sixth grade, right? Yeah. But at the age that you guys are at, I was such a bitter kid. Now, see, the difference is I wasn't angry because when you're angry, you know, it's this feeling of, oh, someone made you upset or something happened and you're upset, but you then get over it, right? But see, bitterness, it's angerness times 100. Every little thing that happens makes you upset. Sometimes nothing even has to happen and you're upset. 
That was me in sixth grade. I was bitter. I grew angry because we had moved, and I was mad that I was now at a new school and I had left my friends. I was angry at my mom because for some reason I was upset that her and my biological dad weren't together. I was angry at my stepdad for wanting a relationship with me and actually loving me. I was angry because he wasn't my biological dad and I didn't want him in my life. I was angry because also in sixth grade, my grandmother gets deported to Mexico. And I was angry because I was living in constant fear. I feared that anything that I did, it would send my parents back to Mexico as well. Which then made me really upset because that that meant I couldn't go out like everybody else that was my age. I couldn't go out to the movies. I couldn't hang out with friends because I was just scared. And ultimately, I was so angry because being a sixth grade little girl, I saw my biological father love other women before he loved me. So this anger, it grew within me and I didn't know what to do. So the first thing that I thought about was acting out. So in middle school, I was in fights. Not A. Not A. Because then those fights caused me to spend my middle school years in this place called ISS. I felt like a prisoner. Don't clap. That is not good. It's horrible, yes. I was so angry that I was arguing with my parents over everything. Me and my parents did not have a good relationship. I was so angry that I didn't want to be in my household, so I started sneaking out. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. All because I was angry at life. I was bitter. But I did have this group of friends who would come to Westridge, specifically Revolution, every Tuesday night. They invited me out, and I came because I just wanted to get out of my house, right? Me coming was like a hangout time. So I would come and I would come and I would come. Brad would preach and I would never listen. But this one specific night, I can vividly remember, I was sitting in this back corner. Yep, where you guys are sitting. Yeah, hey, corner. Yep, I was over there. Again, I was not listening. But I remember Brad asked to bow our heads and pray. And in the moment that I do that, I begin to cry. And I lose it. I don't know what came over me. I don't know why. But I felt so hopeless that I decided to get saved because I didn't know what else to do. So I got saved that night. And as I got older and as I grew in my faith, I continued to face struggles and pain. But this time I had trusted God because I knew he had a plan for me. Fast forward to my first year of high school, and I am able to go on my very first mission mission trip to Nicaragua. This is where I realized that even in the toughest moments of my life, I did not live like those people. So just to give you an idea of what a house in Nicaragua looks like, I have a picture of my trip. So this is what a house in Nicaragua looked like. Yeah. And so after my trip, when I, get, when I came back, I promised myself. I said, Natalie, be grateful. 
Be grateful. Do not complain. I told myself that I was never going to complain in life anymore. Time passes, and it is 2015. I'm a junior in high school. When I get the news that I have to go under this treatment called radiation. The doctors told me that if I don't kill this specific organ, I could have a heart attack when I least expect it. I could have a heart attack in a year. I could have a heart attack in a month. I could have a heart attack in a day, in a week. It wasn't known. But I had an organ that was messing with my heart. My heart was not working. And I had to go under radiation. So in this moment in 2015, I forget about my mission trip to Nicaragua. And I'm not happy. And I'm not grateful. And I'm mad at God. How could I be thankful in a moment that doctors are telling me I could possibly die when I least expect it? How can you be thankful in a moment like that? So the doctors gave me the the choice. You have the choice to go under radiation and kill this organ. They gave me time. So as I started walking the halls in the hospital, thinking about what I was going to do, I come across this four-year-old little girl in a wheelchair. This is her. Her name is Alexa. This little girl is four years old. She had tubes coming out of every single part of her body. She had open-heart surgery, and she was waiting to go under another open-heart surgery within a week. It was in that moment that I realized I have a tough procedure I have to go through, but it is manageable. And it was in that moment that I realized I should be thankful. So it is now, today, November 13th, 2018. I may be missing an organ because, yes, I did go under radiation, and I no longer have this organ. But I have a beautiful house. I have a beautiful family that consists of me, my parents, and my three other sisters, and, and I would like to also mention, I would like to say I have a brother, right? A lot of people don't consider him my brother, but my dog Chubby, which I also have a picture of Chubby. There he is. Oh, yes, isn't he the cutest? Yes, he's so cute. I like to, you know, people are always like, he's not your brother. I'm like, yes, that is my brother. He's been with me since he was born. That is my brother, right? I have a car. I have a great job. I'm in, I'm, I go to college for free. I have an iPhone. Yes. I have clothes. I have shoes. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And ultimately, today I have a life that would, I would have never imagined I would have. And I don't know what your life looks like today. I don't know what each and every one of you has been through. But regardless of where your life is today, God has blessed us with so many things that we can be very grateful for, both materialistic and non-materialistic things. But tonight, I really want you guys to understand something. Something that I now understand because I can look back to where my life was and where I am tonight. I want you guys to understand that, yes, we need to be thankful and grateful for every single little thing that we have. 
But ultimately, and this is our main point, we need to be even more thankful and have a grateful heart for what God did for us through his son Jesus. Because this is something that we all take for granted. Psalms 136 verse 2 says this, Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. And Psalms 136 verse 26, which is at the end of the chapter, says, Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. See, that verse is not saying that his love is there for you only when you act good. That verse is not saying that his love is only there when you remember to be thankful. But it's saying his love endures forever. Forever meaning he loves you even when you sin. He loves you even when you don't believe. He loves you when we may turn our backs away from him. And he loves us when we take him for granted. Both of those verses, and I don't know about you guys, but to me, that's incredible. A God so big is in awe of us, and he loves us. We cannot be thankful and have a grateful heart when we think or expect things to be just given to us, or or think that we deserve things, right? And so, a lot of you guys might not, but just, we know the concept of work, right? We know that at a job, you get paid how? By working, correct? So if you're at a job, and you're not doing your work, how do you expect to get paid if you're not doing your job, right? The same is with God, We don't deserve his grace, his mercy, and his love, yet he gives it to us. And unlike a job, we don't have to work for for his love and for his grace and for his mercy. All we need to do is believe in him and trust him and love him. We did not deserve what God did for us through his son, Jesus. Again, I don't know your walk of life. I don't know your struggles. I don't know your story. Some of you may have heard this before, and some of you, this may be your first time, right? The the gospel is this. God sent his one and only son named Jesus to our earth. Jesus was born of a woman on earth. He grew up on earth just like you and me. But he was different because he was perfect. He never did anything wrong. And although he never did anything wrong, he was nailed to a cross for our sins. Right? And so he was nailed on this cross and he dies. And so many people at this moment when he dies are happy. They're rejoicing that he's dead. Because they're able to tell other people, see, I told you 
he wasn't the savior. I told you that this whole God, Jesus, savior, this whole thing is not real. I told you. People are actually happy about this. But three days later, his tomb is empty. Jesus rose from the dead. And see, this gift of defeating death, this gift of being with him, and this gift of having his spirit live in us is free for all of us. How many of us like free stuff? Yeah, I love free stuff. Yeah, we all do, especially when I get those Chick-fil-A gift cards. You already know, the next day I'm at Chick-fil-A. I love it. And with gifts, we have options, right? So when someone gives us a gift, we have the option to either receive this gift or not take the gift, right? And if we never take this gift, we never fully experience that gift. God offers us a gift and so much more. But if we never receive this gift, we can never fully experience it ourselves. And when God gives us a gift, we have to have a thankful attitude. So I think I can talk about it because we're almost there. So let's think about Christmas. Christmas and Santa Claus because we still believe in Santa Claus, right? Oh, no. Y'all are too old to believe in Santa Claus. Some is, you still believe in Santa Claus? Okay, cool. So Santa Claus, right? So, it, it, so it's Christmas Day, and you wake up, and you go run under the tree, and you get your presents, and you open them, right? So like I said, it's me and my three little sisters. I know Santa Claus worked so hard for the gifts that came under our tree, but every year I have one little sister who chooses to have a bad attitude. She opens her gift, starts throwing a tantrum, doesn't like it. Why did she get that and I didn't get this? She had a bad attitude. Or, or how about when, when someone gives us a gift, right, and, and it, like we kind of don't like it? So my grandma, every year, I don't know why, every year for my birthday and for Christmas, she gives me chapstick. Chapstick and lotion, that's what I get from my grandma every year for my birthday and, and Christmas, right? And I, have, and I have a choice. I have a choice to make. Should I be thankful and say, thanks, Grandma. I know that I, I sometimes I'm ashy and sometimes I have crusty lips, so I'll be thankful for this. I have that option, but I also have the option to do what my sisters do and not be thankful for the gift that she just gave me, Right? So the same is, is with this gift that God is offering us. And we just, almost all of us raised our hands and said that we love free gifts. But when it comes to this gift, a lot of us, we hesitate to receive this gift. Right? I know I did before I got saved. We hesitate to receive this gift because maybe we fear something. Maybe because we're just angry. Maybe because we question God. Maybe we don't understand why something in our life is happening. And if God is really a good God, would he really let this happen? And so we hesitate. There's so many reasons why we hesitate to take this gift, but, but we just don't take it. But God, he truly does have the best in, in store for us. And I know that you guys are still young. I remember being in middle school, right? I remember. I was just so worried 
about the drama at school. I was worried about whether this girl likes me or not. I was worried about whether, like, that boy and me could be a couple or not. I was worried about if I had the coolest shoes, the coolest clothes. I was worried about fitting in. I was only thinking about right now. I wasn't thinking about what God had in store for me in the future. Whether you have heard this before or not, I want you guys to understand the magnitude of this. God really loves you. And he truly does have the best in store for you. Although the early years of my life were tough, God had something so much better for me. All it took was me believing in that and trusting in that. But even in those tough moments that I was living, even though sometimes the best meal I had was a piece of bread and meat, and I was living in a home filled with cockroaches, I should have had a thankful heart and attitude for what I did have. James 1, 17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Every single little thing that we have in our life is a good, 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 good gift from God. So that apartment that I was in, that was a good gift from God. The house that I'm in now, that's a good gift from God. This phone that I have, that's a good gift from God. And he cares and he loves us so much that he blesses us with these gifts. But the one and only perfect gift that God gives us is his son Jesus. If we are to think back on the question that I asked you guys before we started the message, what are you really thankful for? I know that when someone asks me that, I start to list every single little thing that I have, right? But never once do I sit and say, I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful for Jesus. I never once sit and think about the sacrifice that he gave. Because in the day that we're in right now, with social media and with school and our friends, it becomes so easy to get ourselves wrapped around this world and this image that we're supposed to be portraying, right? And so we think, well, at least I do, right, about people like the Kardashians or LeBron James or Taylor Swift. I don't know any celebrity that you guys can think of or look at who is constantly in our social media, right? We have this image of what life should be, which ultimately makes us compare the things that we have and we don't have which then makes our focus not be in God and what he did for us, but be on the things that we don't have. At the young age that I was living, I was not grateful for the fact that I at least had an apartment now because I was looking at what every other kid had 
And I was like, I don't have that. I don't have that. I sure don't have that. And so I wasn't thinking about what I had because I was so focused on what I wanted. And I was letting the world shape the way I was thinking and what I should think I should be thankful for. I want you guys to walk away. And in all seriousness, I truly want you guys to at least start thinking about the sacrifice, right? Start imagining the sacrifice. What, what would the sacrifice truly look like? Because this sacrifice that God made with his son Jesus was out of pure, everlasting love. And the reality is, I cannot think of any single person, not even my own mother, who could do what God did for every single one of us. We need to have a thankful attitude and heart for his love and his sacrifice. And my challenge for you guys, right, my challenge for you guys as middle schoolers and as small group leaders going forward, is that when you're having those moments, when you're comparing the things that you have or you don't have with others, or even when you're having those moments when it becomes really easy to be prideful about the things that we do have and boast on it and say, well, I have this and I have that, remember this sacrifice. And I promise you, that that will help shape and help you have a grateful and thankful heart. And tonight, if you have never experienced having Christ in your life, if you have never experienced what it's like to feel true, true, true love that will never fail, it will never leave you regardless of what you do, I ask you to at least explore the option of what that would look like. That's your decision if you want to make tonight or not. But if you're saying, I don't know yet, I ask you to at least explore it. Because there's nothing wrong in discovering what a life would be like if you lived it, next to, if you lived it with God. And if you do decide that that is something that you want to experience, I want you to know that it doesn't take a special prayer. It doesn't take magical words. All it takes is you acknowledging that, yes, you are a sinner, but you know that God sent his one and only son to die for you, and that three days later he rose for the, the sins of this world. It's out. But I truly, truly challenge you guys think about this decision because if I could go back in time, and make this decision maybe a little sooner, I wouldn't experience a life full of bitterness for so long. And I can guarantee you that you taking this decision isn't going to change your life. It isn't going to make things easier or better. But it's going to give you hope. You're going to have someone that you can trust. And you're going to have a love that will never, ever fail you guys.